your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. and thank you for joining us once again as we go down and review some of your favorite horror movies and some of your favorite horror comics this is nerds from the crypt and i am saul and i'm shell and we want to thank you for for being with us um in our little break which i know we we tend to take a quite a bit of breaks here but you know um we want to make sure we have quality movies and quality comics to talk about and today we have a special guest here greg how are you doing today i'm doing good thanks for having me on you might remember greg's voice from um two other episodes we've had here first when we uh, talked about the blood and gourd comic and when we talked about the stranger things um well stranger things review so greg what's uh what's new with you Boy, oh boy, lots of lots of new stuff. But uh, just working working ahead, uh, still with uh, uh, what we talked about with Blood and Gore three, and uh, the art's coming in just just awesome from Jonas. That's like uh, I think we talked about that before. Getting him on the project was an amazing thing. Uh, Having him come off of uh, Waxworks, Planet of the Apes, and, and other other awesome properties to to work on our on our little our little piece of awesome horror comicness. And you, then, guys, you guys uh, knocked that Kickstarter out of the park. Yeah, I was blown away at the support from our from our community and their outreach to other people that that love horror comics that are like that Tales from the Crypt kind of um, vibe or creep show vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just blew my blew my mind, blew my gourd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jens and I were just like, this is amazing, and he's like, I had no doubt that our that are following the STEM heads, we're going to really, really make this happen. And I was like, Oh my gosh, dude, this is just awesome. So, so that, that's, that's, that's blood and gourd, uh, junior brains of the apocalypse. The other book that I write, the young adult survival horror book that that's coming out in, in August. So I'm pretty jacked about that. So we're working up our, 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 uh, our plans and maybe I'll make it out, uh, past the West coast and uh, make it into other people's necks of the woods this year. So that's my plan. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, and of course, uh, Junior Birds of Apocalypse, uh, we've, I think we briefly talked about it um, the last time you were on, but not, not, too, not too much. But if you guys have not read that, you really should. Uh, I'll leave a link in the description so that you guys can go check that out, the first, the first issue at least. And then our buddy Jake actually did a, a rap review for that, right? Yeah, and that again, that was like, oh, that blew my mind. Just that he could get all that amazing song, like just to put that song together and put all of everything from the book into into such a, a compact sampling. You know, I mean, basically to tell to tell people, hey, this is an awesome thing. You should go check it out. But you know, <laughs> it was, yeah, Jake, it was, Jake is fantastic with that. I mean, he's so talented. I mean, it's just it's so relatable to whatever whatever he's rapping about but he's just really good yeah his 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 technique and storytelling because just i mean he he tells an awesome story and i'm really excited to see what he comes up with for uh, for the next one too oh spoiler (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah, so that's good to hear. Cause I know I know he had told me he goes, hey, whenever uh, Greg talks about about uh, the next Junior Braves, let me know, cause I really wanna wanna do something for that. So that's good. At least uh, it's good to hear that he is gonna do something. Um, yeah, I uh, it's in the works, I think. So nice, um, nice. yeah, uh, again, where it was one of those just like this is yeah, it has to be, it has to happen. This has to be. Um, we had a we had a um, a meeting and there was there was a lot of talk and it was like it wasn't even it wasn't me going hey Jake's awesome let's and it was other people saying hey um how do you how do you reach out to this guy and I was like I I will message him right now awesome <laughs> <laughs> nice nice uh, yeah and uh, of course you guys uh, uh, he's also the one that that did our uh, nurse in the crypt. Uh, intro. So you guys really should check out his work. I'll leave a description of, of his stuff on on the in the description again. <laughs> the link to the description here on, in the in the notes. And it's so, a jam. Y'all should listen to it. It is a jam. <laughs> so let's uh, talk about before we even start talking about because today we're going to be talking about 1921 Netflix original uh, movie based on the short novella um, by Stephen King from the No Dark Full Stars. But before we go ahead and just touch that, I wanted to see if you guys had any news you guys want to talk about. I know, uh, Shell, you had sent me that link uh, talking about it too starting filming uh, later this year. Yes, and I, I think a lot of people are excited about that, both old and new fans. All of us that have always been fans of it, and then all the new fans that we've, you know, that have picked up on the movie since the new adaptation. And I just think, you know, it's probably going to be be a huge hit. So Jamie Lee Curtis also just finished shooting her her scenes for the next Halloween. So at first I think we we, we had heard that it was going to be a reboot, and now it's actually going to be a continuation. Um, so we'll see how how that goes. And I really haven't seen a lot of new movies lately, so I can't really say, um, you know, hey, uh, go watch this new horror movie. That I wanted to go see Winchester, but I heard it was it was bad. But I'm probably gonna go watch it. We had The Nun coming out later this year. So let's just jump into 1922. First of all, before we we go into any spoilers, um, I want to ask you guys, what was your introduction to 1922? Well, I mean, I originally read it in the collection when it was the novella. And I, I love the short stories, especially period pieces. That's one of my favorite things. I don't know that it stuck with me huge when I read it the first time. But when I heard that it was being done for Netflix, I was... Super excited because I went and reread, reread it. And I mean, I normally read Stephen King right around the time they come out. I don't know. We have we've had such an onslaught this past what year, year and a half of Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had either remakes. Five. Yeah. Remakes, adaptations. Um, some made it, some didn't. Of course, it was huge uh, for everybody that's a fan. Um, this was probably for me second second to that just because it was such a lower budget and it was the acting and story came out so well so i was really impressed with just how they were able to do it i think it was out there for a little bit before i actually watched it i think like it for some reason it uh it kept popping up based off of my it was like my suggested movie uh for like a couple days based on other stuff that i'd watched i've been i've been on a just on a really good jag of like various uh, random things some period movies some horror movies and it just it for some reason the the algorithm that that netflix uses it pushed it into the feed right so i was like well let's let's take a look and my wife's like all right i like stephen king 
um, I hadn't read the book. I really wish I had, or the the novella, because um, from from what I'm gathering, uh, you know, obviously when they put things together, and I always judge everything like based off of like my my experience with it, not like oh hey this is a book it's got to hold true to it because I know that like a lot of things are adaptations and you know I never I, I always like try to enjoy it for what it is and, and everything but I but I would have liked to had enjoyed the other as well just so that I could you know just for that 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 knowledge but definitely like I was like okay you know I I'll, I'll give it a shot I don't know I, I definitely I'm in the same same boat as a uh, you know like I the Stephen King stuff it's been coming out like Boom, 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 boom. Uh, with the licensing that that uh, that's been picked up for a lot of his properties and everything like that, and it's hard to keep up because it's you're right. It's like they're um, just coming out so fast. It seems like, and I keep picking up movies. Like I'll, I'll find I'll find a Stephen King movie that I was like, I didn't even know this got made. I or <laughs> in like some other you know one of his other books, like and it was like a a 20 page story. How'd you make an hour and a half movie out of it? But I'll give it a shot. That's the thing. That's the thing right there. Cause not all of them can be a feature. Yeah. Feature length film. And sometimes they try. So see, well, I read 1922 when it first came out in full dark, no stars and back in 2010. And I, as soon as I read it, it was the, it's, I believe it's the very first story in, in that collection. And it, I was, I was like hooked to it. As soon as I started reading it, I'm like, man, this is really good. And, I think Stephen King does his best work when he's doing the shorter novellas, short stories. For me, that's that's where he's the king of horror. Right. Because it's and it's and it's the thing is like it doesn't give you doesn't always give you the before and the after. It kind of just drops you in a situation. And to me, that is my that is the favorite part of the stories when he just drops you in a situation and you really don't. You sometimes get some backstory, sometimes you don't, um, and then you just start going from there. Talking about the night when we when I first saw the previews or the announcement, I was excited. I remember I sent it to you, Shell. I remember I sent it to Nick, and Nick was like, uh, "I don't know, you know, because because you know it is a very uh, hit and miss thing with with Stephen King properties. Sometimes you they hit it out of the park, and sometimes they fall short because it is very hard to adapt." his stories because they're so detailed and so was it so long that they have to condense a lot of it so i I always feel that the adaptations that they do from his short stories from his short novellas are always better because there's a lot less stuff they need to cut down we had gerald's gerald's game that came out earlier this year which i actually liked i was a little um i like the story better i mean i like reading it better reading it i really liked Mm -hmm. it but but the ending kind of um, I get what why they did it that way. And I get the end. I get the ending. A lot of people say that they didn't get the ending. But but um, it's like, uh, I, I don't know, like it kind of left me wanting more, which sometimes is good. And sometimes it's not so good. Um, of course, we had it, which mm-hmm. broke records, highest growing horror movie fran- um, of all time box box record. Um, we had Dark Tower, which actually did not do so well, and I believe that's because they were trying to build a, a universe rather than just tell a story, which is starting to happen more and more. And because they're trying to say emulate the MCU, they 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 leave threads open and they take too much time into threading for future movies that they don't necessarily just 
bank on telling their own story. And I think they just need to start telling their own story. If they're going to be, even if they're building for your universe, they need to just stick to their story. Uh, This one it's it, I, I like it so much because there isn't something you have to go and, and we worried about. There's, there's It's contained in itself. It tells its own story. You don't have to be worried about anything else. Um, the Mist, I I, I, I love the, the story and I love the movie. Yeah. The Mist series, I kind of fell off of it right right away, like right off the first episode. Right now. I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. I can't uh, help but think about Nick every time I watch or see The Mist. You know, I, but the same for me. It really didn't hold my interest yeah and and from what i understood the, the, they none of the monsters came out so it's like <laughs> <You're> monsters <laughs> yeah i don't know I, i'm i'm over here saying i didn't like the miss i did you like the miss correct i uh i so I, I it was one of those things where i couldn't uh couldn't do it just based on the fact that like where it, it's like i love i love something that kind of emulates when you take a story like The Mist, it's a great story. It was a good movie, and you put it into a TV show, and then you try to emulate something like Lost, or I'm gonna even even put it to The Colony, um, where you never see the whatever's out there that's supposed to be scary if it's a monster or if it's an alien, and you're always like at a well, what's gonna happen, and then all of a sudden it's like these weird animals or bugs or other stuff like that, and it's like that's not the story. Yeah, and I, I think it can work. I think it could work, like like it did in, in, in Lost with with the others, and and even though they showed the others right away, almost second season, but uh, I think it can work. Is but but everyone knows the story of the Mist now, so it's like yeah. come on, yeah. So um, and then I, I'm feeling like I'm missing one that came out last season, last uh, this last year, um, but I, I'm not sure. Oh, well, we got we got the news of. Uh, of uh, Castle Rock, so and I'm I'm starting right. to write the preview, so I'm really hoping um, that that turns out good. Is that that's on Hulu, right? That's gonna be on Hulu, yes. Okay, so now I need to get my subscription back up for that because we. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta renew it. We, it was my wife, like she was going through and like cutting out, we call it Disneyland, all the different streamings and other stuff like that. So she's like, oh, we got to trim this from Disneyland and make room for this, right? And I was like wait a minute, like, all these things are, like, it's the second season of, of this is coming out, and the first season of this, and, and <laughs> now this is coming out, and I'm like, no, this is happening. Put well, back on. Hulu has uh, Handmaid's Tale, which, if you guys haven't seen that, it is great. Um, they're going to have Castle Rock. Uh-huh. Um, they have Philip E. Dick's Electric Dreams, I believe it was called. That's uh, on Amazon, too. Is it also on Hulu? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. It's a, it's on Amazon. I'm not. Oh, okay. Because I been, I watched that. That's okay. Cool. That one's really good too. Um, so I mean, I really wish these guys would share. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it, too, man. Yeah, I get it. Um, and but you know, you know, um, and, and there's um, there's Shutter, and we'll we'll get sh- some movies in from Shutter in the future because I I really think they're starting to really. Um, get better at their content and get and what they have and and now they have exclusive movies and shows and so I think we should start touching them. Um, well, <laughs> that sounded a little off. <laughs> start touching their content uh, because I didn't want to laugh, better. but you said it. Because <laughs> it is getting better. All right. So what is 1922 about? So I'm gonna just read one of the uh, one of the synopses that I found on the internet here, and it and uh, here it is. 1922 was based on Stephen King's 131-page story telling a man's confession of his wife's murder. The tale was told from the perspective of Wilford James, the story's unreliable narrator who admits to killing his wife 
Arlette, and his son in Nebraska. But after he buries her body, he finds himself terrorized by rats and his his life begins to unravel. He becomes convinced his wife is haunting him. So 1922 um, came out on October 20th on Netflix. It says it was on limited limited run in theaters or a limited, um, I guess, release in theaters. I never saw it appear around here, at least maybe around around the world. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where it would have come out in limited release. Maybe in maybe in Maine. I don't know. Oh, yeah. maybe yeah, or Nebraska been. since it takes, <laughs> takes place in Nebraska. <laughs> um, and it and it um, stars Thomas Jane, which only guys I did not even re- recognize Thomas Jane in this until I started watching the movie. When I saw the the um, the previews, I didn't realize it was him. But you know that's him. It starts Molly Parker as his wife Arlette and um, Dylan Schmidt as his son son Henry. Uh, Neil McDonald, which is always fun to see him come pop up in places, mm-hmm. as um, Harlan the neighbor. Caitlin Bernard as Shannon Cotery, which is Dylan's uh, girlfriend. Um, uh, Dylan, uh, James' girlfriend, uh, Henry James's girlfriend, which is uh, Dylan's uh, the actor. Um, so yeah, so let let's um jump into it now. There is going to be any spoilers, like we said, it's going to be spoil the movie. There might be some spoilers for the for the uh, the story. So I apologize to Greg. I didn't really tell you we might spoil the story. No. <laughs> I'll 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 throw you out of the out of the phone call as soon as we start talking about the story. No. <laughs> All right, I'm um, out. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because you know the the the. the Movie actually is pretty faithful for the most part. It's pretty faithful to the story, and that's what I really enjoyed. Did you guys have any expectation just based on this on the preview that we had on the what the, what the trailer that came out earlier last year? I think you know, like if I listed my favorite things, entertainment things, definitely Stephen King, period pieces, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, Tales from the Crypt. I think that I didn't anticipate it having elements of all of those things obviously king but then watching it 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 rang true with a lot of those for me so you know for me i definitely knew i wanted to see it and they did a great job of putting all the stuff from the pages into the movie i belong to this horror group on facebook and i asked them you know hey you know i'm gonna be reviewing 1922 and i wanted to hear some what you guys thought of it and uh, i didn't get a lot because i kind of just did it really late and really uh, kind of just um not too long ago, kind of just throw out really last minute, and um, I got four responses and four, uh, two yes, two no. I had Mark Mickelson and Vanessa Garza, who said they enjoyed it and liked it. I had uh, Anika Vela and Sylvia Ann Ortega, who said that they saw it, they didn't really like it. One of the complaints that I saw online was that it's a little slow. Um, I, you know what it is, and it is a little slow, but yeah. I really enjoyed that pace, especially with this particular story. And I don't know how you guys felt the how it actually ended up unraveling, but there is this kind of sense: is this really happening, or is this on his head? And it might be just because of my of the story read, but I kind of felt that during the the movie as well. Uh, I agree. I the the slow burn was like so much of the story now i thought that like uh <laughs> i thought i thought the the pacing was so good because it it brought that that element of uh, anxiety to you the the viewer i was getting anxious watching it um 
just because a claustrophobic even though he's on this giant farm around like just surrounded by corn that's just claustrophobic to me i don't know if anybody's driven across country and stopped in nebraska but that place one is like just like filled with corn and two like kind of creepy not i'm sorry for people in nebraska but i mean like i got creeped out because like um, i've driven cross country like handfuls of times and every time i'm driving through there all i think is children in the corn and all I'm, <laughs> I'm getting murdered <laughs> for <Yeah>. stopping <laughs> and uh just like him walking through the the cornfields and stuff like that just felt claustrophobic to me yeah and it's a hundred acre farm and and but it's it doesn't feel so big when he's out there because it's it's mainly that's it, all his that's his world his hundred acre farm is his world and his wife is trying to take him away from it and not only that, he wants to take away she wants to take away his son. And at the very beginning, the first, one of the very first things he says is that a man's what is it, a man's pride is um, his land and his and his son. So as soon as, yeah, yeah. And so as, as soon as his wife says, uh, you know, I think it's time to get a divorce and uh, I'm going to sell the land and the son's coming with me. He's like, uh, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, so I, in in that case, I think it, it came pretty quick. The 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 whole what's gonna happen or what what the, what's causing this to happen comes pretty quick. But from there, it starts to go a little bit slower. We start to get to know the son. We start to get to know the wife a little. We start to get know we start to get to know Wilford. And I think that really helps with um the the world building here. Even though, like I said, the world building is a little. It's the world is small, but it helps build that world that he lives in. And it helps us know what he feels about what how he feels about his ranch, how he feels about his his family, and it, it kind of wants it, 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 it feels I feel bad saying it, but I can I can get his point of view of what he wants because he's he's getting stripped he's literally getting stripped away from his world that he's known and what he wants and he doesn't want the city life. Yeah, I I honestly think a lot of people would probably argue that it may have done better as a short film as a novella, but I mean, honestly, for me, I would argue that you wouldn't have had that imagery. You wouldn't have had that character development. Um, it would have been lacking. You know, that build would have been lacking if it were not a feature length film. And uh, to me, that was the way it should be. And I think they drew it out just right. Yeah. This is, go ahead. Go ahead. Greg. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, no, the uh, just the way that uh, I agree, the way that they drew it out. And then also like just the tightness of of uh, cast. Um, you know, having such a small amount of people in his story, it, it made you really connect to each character or get to understand each character and uh, a bit of their motivation or his motivation towards those characters and, um, you know, why he cared for his son, uh, why uh, the wife. You get to see snapshots a bit about, I'm, I'm not sure if it's true to the story or not, but like at least in the movie. The wife just has a like, yearning to move off the farm. She's been there forever. She explains that. She tells that. And, you know, you can see that in the way that uh, the actress portraying the wife, uh, Molly, I'm trying to think of her last name, but I've seen her in like a ton of other stuff. And I just like she always pulls the character that she's doing and, and puts it into her expressions and stuff. She's very expressive. And she's like, I'm done with this life. I want to go. Just be with me. I love you. I want to do I want to be with you guys elsewhere. And yeah, it's just like um, you can, you know, if they had like a ton of other people on the on the movie, there wouldn't be that tightness of like the build. Yeah. And like I said, because the cast is not so is not big and the world in, in 1920 is not, is not big. 
you can you can see the desperation he starts to go through his his head and his face as far as like he's gonna lose everything, and you can tell the wife I, I, you can tell the wife loves them, but she's not going to stay anchored to the the farm because of them. Later on in the in the movie, you hear which he she tells her son who's been been caught messing around with the neighbor's daughter says um you know don't get don't get in the family way you know because um you'll get stuck like your father and i and uh wilford just looks at her like what the heck so i i can tell he she loves them but at the same time i can feel like she she feels like they're holding her down she wants to to get her own little boutique or little little dress shop in the city and she's not able to do that being in in um, the farm, which the, the land itself is not only hers, but it's from her from her father. She inherited it from her father. So she's she's threatening to not only divorce him, um, but also take the, sell the land and um, and leave him with uh, very little. I believe she I believe he had a little bit of land, but the hundred acres comes from her side of the family. Yeah, I think it was like a yeah, a small like sharecropping area or something like that that he might have been part of. Yeah, and and the thing is that they're struggling while the neighbor has this really nice car, really nice family. <laughs> I think what he says the what he's most envious though is that his wife is very, um, I'm not not really what is it submissive, but really like um. Yes, yeah, submissive. Actually, is that, that the word? yeah, that's kind of a good word. Yeah. <laughs> Jealous that the other guy's wife doesn't speak out for herself. <laughs> we'll, we'll get on that right now. <laughs> and uh, of course, Neil McDonald. Uh, I think uh, the little we get from him, uh, I, I I I like the the, the guy. Um, but we'll we'll get with him a little bit more when we talk about about the son and the daughter. So uh, the plan that Wilford comes up to it is that once he sees that his son um, is. What does he say? Sweet on the girl, um, the neighbor girl, and he kind of catches them making out in the in the in the cellar, and he says he's gonna use it for his advantage. And of course, this is a third story because he is writing his confession at the beginning of the story, going back to 1922, which I believe he's writing it in the year 1930. So he's telling his confession, and he he decides that he's gonna talk to his son in a way that. You know, saying you're going to lose this, you're going to lose that. She's going to take you out to the city and she's going to waste all her money. She's going to gonna not only leave us, but she's going to leave you while you're out there. And not only that, you're going to end up losing your girlfriend because she's not going to be able to go with you. And, of course, he can't take care of him or she's not going to let him take care of him. I, I get what he's saying. But at the same time, he, he the, the premeditation that he's already taking here is what makes it scary. And you know what? I've always said this before. The horror that comes from human characters, the the evil that comes from human characters, scares me a whole lot more than monsters kill um serial not well serial killer human but uh slasher <laughs> monsters um demons vampires and all that because you know you never know what someone your next door neighbor is holding within them and you never know when that might just tr- turn up. Hundred percent, same way. Yeah. That's- all right, guys. So um, we've already talked about the the mood of the story a little. Um, how, what did you guys think of the of the music that played throughout the the movie? I mean, I definitely think it added, you know, added to. I think the score is always important, but I think especially in a slow build or a slow burn horror movie, it is imperative that the music 
um, help move it along. So in that in that aspect, it was definitely effective. And I feel like the cinematography um, was done beautifully. I, it, yes. It, you know, Netflix has come a long way from when it first started. <laughs> and when they started doing the originals, I feel like they that was something they they for the for the most part they they got they've gone done correctly. Um, I know there's a couple of the shows, a couple of the movies that hasn't really hit it out of the park the way this one did for me at least. But you know, um, I really really enjoyed both the music and the cinema, cinematography of, of this uh, of this movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that that music definitely. It, there was there was some scenes where I was like, oh, chill, because <laughs> like <laughs> the way that it, it played into what was going on in the the activities and or actions of the uh, the characters. It's like, and the next thing I'm gonna say is, is I'm not comparing it to Psycho, but what what I'm the way Psycho had that score that kind of when nothing was happening, it still kind of had that score that helped you get build suspense. I feel like I feel this had the similar kind of kind of thing where it's very slow, and I know people didn't like the slowness, but that music helped build the suspense of what's gonna happen because it it's way within an hour before we even see her come back out because um you know they actually end up coming through going through getting her drunk they they trick her saying that they're gonna go ahead and and move and and move with her and they get her drunk and they murder her and um they throw her down a well as later on they throw a cow down the well which is one of the it was their favorite cow and and it you know, everybody throws their favorite cow down the well. <laughs> I mean, here they do. I don't know about there. Yeah. So, well, we don't live in Nebraska. Maybe they have, that's something that happens right. out there. <laughs> I hear this thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I, I can, I get where people are saying that you know where it goes. Oh, it wasn't scary enough. It wasn't enough horror. I kind of kind of see that. But you know what? Horror is not only monsters and dead people and zombies and all that. Horror is not a, is the atmosphere. Horror is um, your mind playing tricks on you. Because, like I said before, it kind of leaves it to you to think: is it really happening, or is, it, is this something that that is going on in his head? Yeah, because there's a lot of times where he's like, something will happen, or he'll hear something, and there's nothing there, or you know, he thinks he sees something all the way up to the point before we see her, and it's a lot of a lot of uh, mind stuff. We're just going through his head as he's thinking. And it's like, what's going to, what's he going to do? You know? Now, the only thing that I can say that, that would possibly lend itself to say that it is, is happening is when his son who has become really, what is, what's the word? Uh, he, he becomes more of a loner. He comes start brooding. His, his girlfriend says, asks, uh, Wilford, he's been brooding so much lately. And they ended up, he ends up getting her, pregnant which her dad comes over and says we're going to send her away to as one does in the 1920s mm-hmm. send her away from the farm so she can have her baby and get and um put it up for adoption and come back so that no one no one around you will be talking about um oh look at that little girl got pregnant by this boy uh, you know it's it, it's the story you hear a lot um in movies and in, in books where the gossipy town does not like when that little unwedded girl gets pregnant. So let's send her away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when they would do that. With, she went to go live with her with her aunt for the for the summer or whatever. So he ends up stealing his his um, father's truck and uh, goes and kidnaps her, or not really kidnap, because she do it. She goes willingly, 
but they go on a uh, Bonnie and Clyde type of uh, crime crusade there. Th- that doesn't end nearly as um, great as they thought it was going to be because they end up they end up both dying. And when the sheriff comes and tells them about it, or the the body comes up, rats had gotten to the to the body, and it is pretty horrifying when he uncovers the boy's uh, face and eyes missing, lips missing. Um, so the rats got to it. So that, that lends to him being like, "Holy crap, um, she's following him too." He definitely has a a rat issue, like throughout the movie. You know, it's like, is he seeing that? Is it really there? But I think. That's another thing about playing upon everybody's fears. Oh, you know? when when um when the rat gets to the cow mm. and it's biting the udder, I'm like, holy crap! Right. And then later on, it bites his hand. So mm-hmm. I, I can watch gore, I can watch horror, I can watch. You know, the only thing that really gets me is when a finger or a toe gets injured. It <laughs> makes me it makes me cringe. I don't know what it is about that. It and so painful. Yeah, and Wolf gets bit in the hand, and he wraps it up. And uh-huh. later on, when he unwraps it, it's oh my god, it's really really horrible. And it and it ends up getting it ends up getting uh, decapitated or decapitated. It ends up getting. Why did you decapitate the right in his head? Well, yes, yeah. it, it, it's uh it's ash, you know. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> decapitated. Uh. What is the word? <laughs> um, um, uh, Amputated. Amputated. There you go. That's <laughs> what I was going for. Um, it's still a little early for me. I mean, I, I know yeah. Greg's Greg's been up for like since three in the morning or something. Since That's we crazy. went to bed. Like, yeah, exactly. When we went to sleep. He was waking up. Yeah. So, like I said, it takes an hour. It takes an hour before we even see we see um, Arlette back. Uh, she's out of the well. She's just decomposing. And she doesn't even do anything that would really you can really say he, she haunts him or that, but other than just stand there and then talk to him and tell him exactly what happened to to their son, which is a little bit different from the book. In the book, she kind of tells the future what's going to happen and then it happens, uh-huh. which which, which uh, kind of leads them some like oh crap this is real. Uh-huh. Um, so the the whole time he's asking for her to kill him and she's like uh. Uh-uh. And she just tells him everything, which is worse to me is worse. I mean, knowing that your son went out there, um, destroyed, left, left, left you, which you felt like he was all your, you know, your, your life. And not only that, throws it away and gets killed. And now you're by yourself on this property that, um, you have nobody to live with. Yeah. It was like, that was pretty dark to have uh, to have her come back and, 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 and talk to him like that. I was like, oh, man. Because, like, and all he wants to do is die. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point already, his farm's starting to fall apart. His, I mean, his his mind is starting to shatter without, you know, uh, with everything that's going on. And, you know, for this not being a long movie and for all this happening, I feel like even though it's slow, it doesn't feel slow. To me, at least, it doesn't feel slow because it's all happening within um, a little bit more than an, an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. I actually wrote down like as mornings, some moments drag, but it's totally worth it. Yeah, um, yeah. because it it it's needed. It's necessary. All right, so let's let's get to the um to the to the the ending here oh, because 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, it, I find it so interesting too, like you said about the, the farm falling apart, where here's a guy who all he wanted to do, like he was willing to like kill his wife to keep this farm and then to watch everything, like, I mean, basically everything that he thought he loved just go to the wayside. Like the farm is just like decrepit. All his animals are dying. It, I mean, he's got a hole in his house. Um, just, you know, he's living with a cow. Yeah, he's living with a cow. I mean, yeah. everything, everything's falling apart, right? Uh, and the other part too is like, I don't. You, you said that like he's is he is it in his head or is it is it not? Um, is it really happening? What are the pills he's taking for his pain? Because he's like popping those things like Pez. Yeah, four like four of them. Uh, with, and then not only that, with like whiskey or bourbon or something. Yeah. I don't know what he's drinking. Which you you got to think it's not very wise. To do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Points. I thought he must be hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I saw the cow in the house, I thought for sure he's hallucinating, or the snow falling in the house, and then all of a sudden you see the house is like falling apart. And wait, there's no door in the house. And, you know, the cow's just walking through. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> did you? You know what? What the thing that really got me sad is when he gets home and the cow is laying on the ground. I'm like, oh, his only friend. Yeah. And. I know to a lot of people, the, the death of animals is a lot worse than, than uh, anything that may happen in a movie. But, and to me, I mean, yeah, I don't want to see the animal die. But to me, when it's when it's like a companion, a friend, mm-hmm. it's that makes it so much worse. So um, one thing, well, before we get to the end, but one thing that did change from the story to the to the movie was we get one scene where the, the lawyer for the company that's trying to buy the land comes and and um asks him where what where's our let you know because she had already tr- in, entered into negotiations to sell that land and oh, they were yeah. going to pay pretty good money for it too so he comes and he tells him that she ran away uh, which is our cover story she ran away in the middle of the night because we, we wouldn't i wouldn't give her the divorce and the son, her son wouldn't go with her and he doesn't let him in the house and all that they send the sheriff and then that kind of they kind of drop it that's it in the story the lawyer and and and/or investigator comes, and I think even it's I think it's an insurance um insurance claim uh, guy um who comes and checks on him and kind of pesters him. Uh, do you remember that show? Yes. Yeah, I think I think they fleshed out the story there a lot, but I mean, it it does add some interest where it may have otherwise been slow. Yeah, yeah because this this the thing is that he. It's a constant thing that this guy comes around and harasses him and tells him, you know, I don't, I believe, I don't believe that your wife left. I don't believe, I, th- I believe you murdered her. Where he has no, no, um, wow. evidence of it. And it kind of reminded me of two things that I had seen before. It reminded me of an Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock present story. Uh-huh. Um, I believe it's called Don't Come Back Alive, where this man and wife they plot to cheat their insurance company mm. um, by having her declared dead. And what she has to do is go leave leave the the city and be go go missing for a number of years. Because after seven years, you you are declared dead. And at least in the story, I don't know that in real life how long you have to be gone before they declare you dead. But so she does that and. After seven years, he's been fighting with this um, insurance guy saying he, he doesn't believe him, believe him. And it's finally coming to the point where they're going to get the money. And she comes back and tells him, I fall in love with another another man or whatever like that. And he ends up killing her. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, he he goes through all this and and he and he gets in, he ends up getting caught, of course, because that usually happens in Alfred Hitchcock presents. So you don't you don't get away with what you do, but then they actually I don't know if they actually did this be, um, because of the story, but they did it on Tales from the Crypt as well. Yes, um, and um, of I course the, the people are a lot more annoying, a lot more because Tales from the Crypt, the the people, the protagonists and and the antagonists, they weren't nice people. They were always a holes and, and <laughs> jerks and stuff. So you get you get a little bit different um, vibe from it, but it's the same, pretty pretty much the same story. Yeah. So that kind of happens in the in the story where the guy comes keeps coming around, keeps harassing him. Um, it, they didn't do that, and I, I can get why they didn't do that, but um, I, I I really like the Alfred Hitchcock and the Tales of the Crypt, so I kind of wish it was there, but I can see why it wasn't there. So yeah, so um, the ending of the story, he goes through all this. He ends up selling the farm for very little. Um, I don't, actually, in the movie, I think he ends up losing the farm. He's not, he, is a, he doesn't really get anything. However, later on, he says he did spend the money um, that he got from the farm. Um, and within two years, he just drank it away, visiting the places that his son and his daughter-in-law, for, 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 for lack of better words, uh, went and, and robbed. We go back to, to the present day in 1930, and we see there's rats all over the place where he is writing the story. And um, he turns and he sees the dead bodies of not only the girl – but his son and Arlette, and they're pretty much telling him killing himself because it's time. And it ends. It ends ab- abruptly there. Um, what did you guys think of the ending? A little bit lackluster, but par for the course with with that with that story. I think. I mean, they could have built it up a little bit different for or differently for for the movie, but I, I think it almost had to just had that have that bleak. And just drop off. I disagree on the lackluster. I mean, well, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, it could have been, like, there could have been, maybe there could have been some spectacular pow, something. Like, uh, just, he's, he's swarmed with rats, and then, like, they yeah. eat his face. Uh, but, yeah, no, I just, I, it, it left a lot of, like, at least for us, when, when we watched it, it was like, ooh, ah, Stephen King, you did it again. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm gonna spoil the story here, okay? Oh no. So it's like I said, it's pretty I'm faithful. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty faithful throughout the story. Um, it kind of breaks to the 1930, and you can start seeing the rat turn come through, and and even my wife was like, oh, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the freaking rats are following him around, which we later find out that the, it looked like the rats were following his son around too. Yeah. But, but. Earlier in, in the film, you see Arlette coming down the stairs, and she's just surrounded rats. And I think even the stories they call her the Queen of the Rats or something like that, because the first thing they, the right after they kill her, the, the next morning they see rats all over her in her mouth. Yeah. Oh my god, that is nasty. That, yeah, that was the grossest thing. That that <laughs> that was that that was so nasty. Here comes my other warning that I actually wrote down. Okay, there's so much gore. And the murder scene and continuous, it's so much gore that it just prepared to be disturbed. Yeah. Oh, he makes <laughs> his own kids stab his mom. That's. I mean, that's yeah. Well, and then later on, the thing is like you couldn't even kill her right. <laughs> yeah. When 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 he starts getting unhinged. But we're so hard on our children. <laughs> <laughs> you stabbed her totally wrong. <laughs> but no, you know, um, the thing is that in the mo- in the in the story he's writing all this and like i said it's pretty faithful 
And in the end, he's writing, he turns around and sees all the rats and they kill him by biting him. They bite him to bite him to death, pretty much. That's not where it ends. It ends with a story of him being found in his room dead. His notes are not legible and the bites on him are self-inflicted. So that that leaves you with, is this really happening? Is this really happening or is it on his head? It's a story about guilt and how after all that they did, you know, that there was guilt that not only did he kill his wife, he lost his wife, but he also lost his son. And all that kind of kind of um, throughout, the, throughout the movie or throughout the story, it starts to, to multiply, multiply, multiply and get worse and worse to the point where he um, what they end up ruling into suicide. But they don't know how he how he killed himself, and he's his body is filled with self inflicted bites. So. That would have been a little I don't know. <laughs> it's classic. The guilty mind goes crazy. And you know yeah. what it made it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Telltale Heart. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So much. I didn't mind the ending. My wife kind of wanted more, but I I feel like if this was the ending, I think. Um, I think some people would still get pissed because, you know, the mist, I believe the mist is great. I love the ending, but people still don't like the ending. Right. So I don't know. Um, Not going to please everybody. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing with, with me and the endings is like, you're not every story has to end rainbows and butterflies. And so, you know, you know what? real life is not like that real life. Unfortunately, there is real life horror. Unfortunately, there's not happy endings for everybody. And sometimes the the real real life ending is work is you know it's 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 a horror. So you shouldn't always have a real life rainbows and butterflies ending for sure. True. Like just when it when it drops like that and it's like and here you go and it makes you it makes you think like it makes you really have to ponder um, what would drive somebody if if it ended. In either way, I mean, like in both ways. Now that you describe how the the um, written written version is, I mean, both ways really make you ponder: what is this person going through mentally? How are they? How have they been living this life since they since they committed this crime? You know, and and everything else, and you know what drive what's driven them to this point. So it's like, uh, and then you know what are, huh, just. I just imagining like somebody biting the shit out of themselves. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like after that, mer- like the road to crazy is not pretty. Like that's a slow losing your mind insanity. And guilt has a way of doing that to people. And I've heard of stories where, where people just like become recluses or they just can't, can't be work productively in life but then there's a, there's also those, those the psychopaths who just are able to continue going without any any issues which i think is even scarier oh yeah they're just like oh yeah no that's cool <laughs> and not only that they keep doing it so i mean yeah this this is this is a, a horrible person and all that but at least you can see that there was something bothering him of what he did even though he did it because he felt that he was losing everything in his life. And not to say that, that you're sympathetic to him because of what he did, but you can, you can, you can kind of see that, that tortured mind and throughout the film. So you kind of put yourself in the shoes, but not really too much. Cause I don't, 
see myself ever going out and doing what he did. Mm-hmm. The use of narration in the in the movie too. I mean, I'm sure it's the same in the in the book, but like, or you know, in the in the story, like the the narrative where he comes back and he starts, you know, he 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 gives a little exposition exposition on certain things and what he's going through. It's kind of it's it's interesting, or like the talk about the neighbor and everything like that, and then you see all the neighbor stuff and then when it kicks back into the future or not into the future, but like after the son and, uh, and the daughter go off and you see the neighbors decline as well. It's like, it's, it's kind of nice cause he's driving that as well. And, it, that, and like I said, that's the difference between the movie and, and the story where in this, in the story, it, it's King as, as he does takes his time in laying out the characters, laying out the situation and the movie kind of just goes fast, goes fast forward, go through all that, but mm-hmm. without missing the beat of the story, he does it really faithfully to the story, which it doesn't always, it's not always a good thing because um, a couple of years ago, Good Marriage came out. Uh, oh and, yeah. And it that is. was pretty faithful to the story, but I, I, uh, that one, that one was really slow. That was super slow to me, um, really? even though it was pretty faithful to the story. And I like the story. That one was too slow. Too too slow. So um, overall, guys, what would you guys uh, say, or what would you guys rate the movie? I definitely rate my out of ten would be like seven point five. Um, I'm a little bit, I'm probably a little tougher on King stuff than I should be, but th- I mean, I actually liked it. You know, overall, even even with the things that may have been not exactly right, I think I think it's like B kind of B plus. I, I, I with the. The story the, that was told in this movie and uh, casting decisions, I mean, it was it was a just a knockout cast for such a uh, for like, you know, if you want to call a small budget movie being on Netflix and Netflix produced and stuff like that. I was I was blown away, like the polls that they had um, Thomas J and Molly Parker, just like great, great, a great pairing for, for those two um, and, and the scenes that they're together in. So I, I was I really like that. But um, I'd give it I'd give it probably about an eight because like it's it's one that I've recommended to people and said, hey, go watch this. If you want something that's going to like um, punch you in the chest and make you go ah, cringy. I normally stay away from rating movies, especially, I'll, but I'll give it an eight. But it's, the reason I, I stay away from it, because if I go to my IMDb and I go, that's an eight. But then I see all the other movies that are rated eight. I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, does it really live up to this movie? That is but, the same thing that happens to me if I go rate them <laughs> and then I go back later and look at all my ratings and sometimes I've changed I've actually changed my ratings because I was like, yeah. what was I thinking on that? No, yeah. but the, but then I go, okay, well maybe seven and a half, and then I go seven and a half and go like, oh, but it was way better than this movie. Right. So then like, wait, should I go reevaluate this movie rating? And then it, it kind of drives me crazy because so what I've done is I really just rate it within itself. I don't try to compare it to anything else because it gets it gets really hard to to compare it to someone else. It's not a ten. Um, but I kind of rate the King movies separately in my head. I think. As we yeah, should. yeah. I do them individually. I do everyone individually. Because um, Thomas Jane, he did. I think he did amazing. Um, I I liked him as and his, his other two King um, movies that he's done, which is uh, Dreamcatcher and nineteen yeah. uh, and and the Miss and and you know the Dreamcatcher gets a lot of crap. Oh, so good! It's one of my favorite it. books ever. Yeah, I I read the I read the book within within a week. Same. Uh, yeah, and um, I read it the week before it came out. I started reading it the week before the movie came out, 
And when I watched the movie, I was like, oh my God, this is happening. Even though they cut a lot of things out of the movie. I love the movie for the movie. I love the book for the book. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like sometimes that that doesn't always hold true to everybody. Uh, it doesn't. Um, someone wants the movie to be exactly like the book. However, however, when it does do that, people will be like, well, what the hell? I didn't like it. I'm like, well, what do you want? Do you want it to be its own thing or do you want it to be the book? And you, you can never, like we said before, you can never fully um, satisfy everybody's taste. But to me, movie is great on its own. The book is great on its own. The book isn't beyond great. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and so I get why people said it's this movie might have been too slow. But it's, like I said before, uh, if you watch Alfred Hitchcock Presents, that is slow burns throughout every single episode, most of the episodes, actually. And it, it, it but the, the horror is within that slow burn because you feel like, oh, come on, something's going to happen. You know something's going to happen, but when is it going to happen? And I really enjoy the atmosphere that when the atmosphere can be uh, like a character that that really, really helps um, me enjoy the story more than just um killings like uh, 30 killings in in the first 30 minutes or whatever you know yeah, uh, it's yeah. a little exaggerated but you no. know, you <laughs> but going into something that's like a like a slasher flick where it's just like boom 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 uh it it, it kind of like the the setups are so fast and it's i i don't want to sound like a weirdo but it's not enjoyable you know <laughs> yeah. gore. it just happens so quick you don't get to enjoy it uh, <laughs> i i would 100 percent though over 10 jump scares take a great story yeah but that's yeah, just yeah. how i am yeah, yeah. yeah one rat in the mouth whoa oh, <laughs> That's <laughs> so nasty. The, the thing is that when you saw when you saw that thing coming out of her mouth, and I'm like, oh, it's a rat. <laughs> yep. It's inside her. Um. In the utter, uh, utterly disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and I, that's I, I, awesome. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, in the story, I think it actually like very dis, uh, like very descriptive on what's going on with the rat. I'm like, oh, don't do that. Um, so i believe a good marriage uh, that was part of the same collection right show yeah i believe so and i mean i actually liked that movie but it, you're right it was way too slow but i i liked i enjoyed watching it because i knew the story yeah and the thing like i said before that one is super faithful super faithful they changed some things here and there which uh which i don't mind um there were some they changed that i didn't they didn't like so much, but for the most part, it, it is really, really great. Um, grab that and and read read all those. Mm-hmm. And oh, you must yes. So 1922 takes place in Hemingford Home, Nebraska, which is actually the same place where Mother Abigail from The Stand is from. Ah. Uh-huh. Where Ben Hanscom from It moves to. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, or he's from. I don't so know he has a so King has to. a connection to that somehow. Yeah, and and I don't know if you guys re- have read the last rung in the ladder. Um, he, um, it's in one of his collections. Um, I think skeleton skeleton. Skeleton King. Oh, no, 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 no. It's on night shift. It's a night shift. Oh, it's night like, shift. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old one. And, yeah. and that story, last last rung in the ladder. I gotta say, it's one of my favorite story, if not my favorite story of King. It's it's. Not really horror, because 
and that's one thing that I really want to take away from, from people is that people can always will say that it's Stephen King is nothing but horror. This is a more of a tragedy story. Mm-hmm. And I go, I always point out, you've, you've seen the Green Mile. Green Mile is not horror. Yeah, yeah. Shawshank Redemption, that's not horror. Stand by Me, that's not horror. Yeah. And Those they're the best from... movies. They're like exactly. the best, most yeah. popular. Oh, they'll make you cry. Yeah. Yeah. Children of the Corn takes place in Gatlin, which is actually a town next to Hummingford Place. So this is all close. So yeah. So if you're driving down Nebraska, Greg, and you see Gatlin or Hummingford Place, which I, I don't know if they're real or not, but run. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that? Um, well, there's a scare, the Scarecrow movie. I can't think of the name of it, where the Scarecrow is in the cornfield. And that movie always scared me. I don't know why, but it was the cornfield, I think. Huh. Is it an old movie? Um, yeah, it's like 15, 20 years old, probably. I think that might just be called the Scarecrow or something. <laughs> it might be. I just I can't remember if it was. or not. I, I remember seeing one of those a long, long time ago. Um, but yeah, so so. Um, Oh, overall, guys, I think we all like this. this is, I think this yes. is the first time we, I think we all say like, hey, hey. And hey, highly hey. recommend it. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to wonder what Nick would have said of this movie. Oh, my gosh. So I was just thinking of that. Because <laughs> he always he always surprises us. He, he, sometimes like, he, yeah, he, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you never really uh, met Nick, uh, Greg. Um, no, no, he'd not he, have uh, been into this one. No, I I don't know. He always surprises because sometimes he would be like, we thought I would think he didn't like something, and he was like, oh no, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, be his, he'd either be way on the scale of loved it or making us second guess ourselves because he hated it. And telling you why why everything is totally yes. totally wrong with it. Yeah. Oh man. But he, he had a way to say like, oh, I didn't like it. But then the way he actually talked about it was like, uh, but you don't like it, but you're talking all these great things about it. But like, ah, but uh, yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> I know. That would have been interesting. I'm over. I mean, I'm over here like dream casting Thomas Jane and other Stephen King stuff. I'm like going back to the. I box. love Thomas Jane and movies, yeah. and yeah. Stephen King movies. I'm like, he should be in the, if they if they ever do uh, road work, he should be he should be the main character oh. in road work from the Bachman books. Yeah, they, they um road work that that's what the with um the the dad loses his son. Uh, not to spoil it for people who haven't read a book that came out in like 1980 something, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, his his son Charlie dies uh, has a has a tumor has a brain tumor and his wife so sad. and uh, yeah he basically holds up in the house after the the city comes in and says they're gonna bulldoze it and I I can see him just like being after watching him in this oh my gosh watching him go through the downward spiral of that like leaving his job at the laundry going back Some home evil version of up. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the evil version of us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! I, I, you know what? I thought what movie you were talking about? I thought you were talking about the one with um, what's his name? Christian Slater comes out in a movie. Um, I, I thought Dolan's it was called Roadwork. Oh, Dolan's Cadillac, Cadillac, Cadillac. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why I thought I was thinking it was Roadwork, but yeah. Um, that, I have I, that on the on the shelf. That's <laughs> that's next. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so any last words of, about 1922 or anything uh, you guys want to throw in about horror? Uh, no, just I, I mean, I'm a, I'm kind of excited for other people that haven't seen this to watch it. So I'd like to know people's reaction after they watch it. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm that there. There's that uh, <laughs> creepy meme where the guy's just, just looking at you and he says, like, when when you um, 
when you're showing someone someone something you love and you're just looking at them with waiting for the reaction uh, <laughs> that's always me I always always turn to like when especially when i seen something nerdy and uh, my wife's watching it i always turn to see how she's going to react to certain parts and i think i think i might be spoiling things for her <laughs> sometimes when i do it you think because <laughs> or because i'm looking at her so she knows like something's going to happen but at least she watches it yeah, well, um, she's getting better. She's getting better. She yeah. didn't like horror at all, so she's getting a little bit better. My husband um, does not like horror at all. I don't think she won't watch it. Something with uh, demons and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, which I, it's fine. I, I get it. But um, but she'll watch other. She watches like the Saw movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. that's that's surprising. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, you. Yeah. I, there's a there's a lot of movies that are not gore like. But because they contain like you know like witchcraft and like that, she won't watch it because demon possession. But it's right. so, all you know, someone's head coming off and um, getting decapitated or right. decapitated in your arm. And yeah, <laughs> game, right. I mean, y'all like to watch. Two off your own arm. It's good. Yeah. Oh, I I, I kind of went back to my mistake of decapitating your arm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know that that's fine. That's fine. Um. So yeah. So guys, I we pretty much generally agree that this movie was was pretty good. I get yeah. if you didn't like it. Uh. But give it a chance. Give it another chance. If 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 you really like horror movies that build a, a atmosphere, I would say give this another chance. If you didn't like it, if you haven't seen it, why did you sit? Why did you sit here and listen to us <laughs> go over it? But go watch it now because I I can guarantee you guys are gonna enjoy it. And I tr- we try not to get too much into it, but there's not a lot of story actually. But there, like I said, the atmosphere helps bring that story to life. It helps flesh out the story. Yeah. So guys, I want to go ahead and thank you all for joining us on Nerds from the Crypt. If remember to subscribe, like, and comment on on the episodes. Um, you can find us on iTunes, on Podbean, uh, anywhere, pretty much anywhere where you can find uh, an, a podcast. And I have started the 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 um, the process to get us on on Spotify. So um, hopefully you can find us on Spotify pretty soon. I want to go ahead and thank. you. Shell and Greg for joining us here today, and we'll um, we are going to be coming back a little sooner than than this break. Um, I have some comic books that um, we've been sent to review, and we have an interview coming up in the next couple of uh, weeks here to be able to talk to some of the creators of the said comic books. And of course, Greg, we want to have you on when um, Junior Braves gets closer to releasing, or awesome. So we want to be able to talk to you about about that as well. Well, I guess I'll be sending you uh, a copy of the, uh, the 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 early release book when it when I have it in my hand. And that's cool. and, you know, and you know what? That's the only reason I do this. I can get free stuff. I'm playing oh. around. <laughs> I'm playing around. No, um, I, I love um, getting I love getting stuff into into friends' hands because it's it's always nice to get uh, to to see what people think after the, you know uh, and and get like. I want to hear what you think, like your honest opinion. So. As long as they don't avoid your eyes, I think you're doing good. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> everybody, everybody looks at their shoes when they see me. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, that was great. Uh, I'm a <laughs> All right, guys, we'll leave it there. Uh, remember to share with your friends, and uh, you guys will have a great one. We'll see you guys next time here in the Nerds in the Crypt. See ya. Bye. It's your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast.